And we have some to deliver to be our lesson today. We will take a look at this chapter of the Book of Psalm. Uh, we had um, um, stopped using this for several weeks because of uh, so many activities that um, came to our church. And now we are back and we'll see if uh, we can uh, finish this before the end of the year and um, start a new one next year, Lord willing. And again, we thank the Lord for the blessing that uh, He allows us to come to today and we have our service. So we move places every time. So I think you will get used to that. Um, next week we'll have another venue. But as long as we have venue, I would be, um, I, I would not complain about it. As long as we have um, some place to, um, to worship the Lord with. And uh, the venue is very important. And uh, it's so hard to find venue this time. Um, I'm willing to go even expensive ones, but still you cannot find. That's a problem. So I was even willing to, um, you know, uh, pay around a thousand a week. Um, but still you cannot find. As long as we have like a permanent place, uh, we can sit up our like chairs there. We can, we can lease a building for... Uh, maybe two or three years, five years, uh, and then we can we can set up our, uh, our venue permanently. But still, you cannot find. That's really tough. Um, I was thinking before. I said, "Oh, that's so expensive, twenty-five thousand a year. That's so expensive." But not even that. Even if you go like fifty-five thousand dollars a year. That means you have to pay 1,100 every week. Still, you cannot find. There is maybe you can find something like that, but we are not allowed because uh, the council will not, will not uh, allow it because of the zo zone. Um, there are places, but not in the right zone. It's so tough. Maybe if we go like $75,000 a year, I don't know if we can manage to pay that. <laughs> in the long run, but still, it's not easy to find that kind of venue. Uh, other churches are the same. So again, I think we'll be stuck for a while and we'll see what the Lord uh, um, can do. Uh, we prayed about it. We asked the Lord to, to, to supply the need. We need a building. We need a place that we can um, worship Him. And uh, again, we, we just, we just um, ask the Lord for that. And um, I think that the Lord really can provide. It's so impossible for us now, very hard for us to find a venue, but it's nothing to the Lord. It's nothing to Him. So we'll just wait and see. That David said, I waited patiently. Psalm 40 verse 1. I waited patiently upon the Lord. And that is, I think, what we need to do. Wait. And that is the hardest thing for Christians to do. Wait. I, I remember that joke about it. Um, um, patience is seldom in woman, but never in a man. Ask. Ah, uh, patience is a good virtue. It's a virtue. Seldom found in women, but never in a man. <laughs> I, I think there, there are truths to that. But again, patience. Being patience is what we need um, in this ministry, and we should we should be um, waiting upon the Lord. Uh, if we move ahead, we might stumble and fall, and and 
Uh, again, the Lord should be the one that will guide us and, and uh, all we need to do is wait. And Apostle Paul said, in whatsoever state I am, there will to be content. So with this, setting up, you know, um, backing up every time we finish our service, that is what, um, what is available. So we'll just re enjoy and enjoy God's provision. And we thank the Lord that still we can come, we can worship Him. Psalm 23, Psalm 23. What a beautiful psalm is this. Beautiful chapter. I think most of us already memorized this verse. And we don't have maybe to read this and we just memorize it with the closed book. But again, uh, for, for the rest of, uh, for, for the sake of the rest of us, um, for those who do not know the, the verse, we'll um, read this from verse number one to verse number six. Right. If you are there, let's uh, read this together. Uh, let's all stand. Let's all stand. Let's give reverence to the word of God. This is the beginning of uh, the lesson, uh, Psalm 23. And uh, I believe this is a beautiful chapter for us to learn and to see the word uh, meaning of this psalm. If you are there in Psalm 23, verses 1 to 6, let's read this together. Beginning from verse number 1 all the way to verse number 6. Together now, read the read. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. Surely, goodness and mercy, Jesus shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Our Father in heaven, thank you, Lord, for bringing us together into this place. Lord, we will just wait upon your provision of a building. Uh, but to be here today and every single time that we have our service, Lord, we, we will just rejoice in you. And Lord, uh, just um, set our hearts in contentment that, Lord, we will not, we will not jump ahead, we will not go ahead uh, without your approval, without your uh, leading and guidance. And please, Lord, guide us, guide uh, each one of us, O oh God, in every decision we make. And I pray that uh, you will be magnified in everything. And that, Lord, we can do your will. And bless, Lord, provide the needs and help us. And protect us, Lord. And keep us safe whenever we come uh, to the service. And all of us, Lord, will just rejoice in you. And that, Lord, we will gain some spiritual um, blessings from your word. And, and the fellowship with one another. And, Lord, I pray that uh, our, our life will just be right before your eyes. That, Lord, you will just follow us with your blessing. That goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our lives. And, Lord, we will be with you for all eternity. Bless, once again, this passage of Scripture. And help me as I deliver your word. Explain this to your people. That, oh God, all of us will get the nourishment from this um, uh, food for our soul. Uh, the word of God. Bless us tonight, this morning. Bless everyone. Just let me pray. Amen. Please visit it. 
Right, so again, this is a very beautiful chapter to uh, look up. And again, uh, perhaps the book of Psalm, chapter 23, is um, the best or one of the greatest um, chapter of the Bible. Perhaps this is the best known, the best love um, chapter of the Bible in the book of Psalm chapter 23. And again, this, this chapter of the um, book of Psalm has comforted a lot of hearts and a lot of families and a lot of people. And this has provided more, more comfort than any passage of the um, in the divine word in the in the Bible, and again, um, this has satisfied so many so many longing souls, and and these people find um, a lot of uh, refreshment, a lot of um, you know um, satisfaction from this word of God, and we thank the Lord for that, and. Again, what we can find in this chapter, whoa, we have a lot. The rest, you can find uh, refreshment, assurance, you will find um, hope, joy, you will, you will find consolation, satisfaction, comfort. These are just few of the emotions that you can find, you can, you can gain uh, from this chapter of the book of Psalm. And again, even time has not diminished the effects and the, the powerfulness of the book of Psalm, chapter 23. This has been written by David, so therefore, 2,000, 1,000 back, 3,000 years ago. This has been written for 3,000 years, and yet, even 3,000 years ago, very big span of time, but that time has not diminished um, the effectiveness yeah. and, the, and, the, and the blessedness of this verse or this chapter. This chapter of the book of Psalm can still live on, on and on for perhaps eternity. This is immortal. Yeah. This chapter, not just this chapter, the entire Bible is very much, you know, um, uh, useful to the souls of men. Praise the Lord for, you know, bringing this chapter to us. And it's a blessing that um, we have this. This can give us comfort when we are sorrowful. This can give us, um, you know, satisfaction when we are in need. And the Bible says, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. The Lord is enough for me. This is what he said. The Lord is enough for me. He is, he is my all. And I will not need of anything. And that, that, that is the, I think, uh, what this psalmist has arrived in his heart is to just, you know, uh, um, make the Lord as his complete satisfaction here in this life and perhaps in that which is to come. And you see, um, here in, in chapter 23, again, we can find uh, from verse number 1 and to verse number 3, the shepherd's, um, the shepherd's personal provision. This is what he, um, you know, experienced in his own life. In verse number 1, it says, The Lord is my shepherd, 
I shall not want. And again, what a way to, to begin uh, this most beloved, this most or frequently read, the most precious of um, the book of Psalms. The Lord is my shepherd. Now, David here, uh, David, we know him. He was a shepherd himself. He has this feeling of being a shepherd, and now he also feels, um, he, he also learns the feeling of being a sheep and being taken care of by a chief, by the chief shepherd, which is uh, the Lord himself, the Lord Jesus Christ. The Lord Jesus Christ, he considered to be his, uh, his uh, chief shepherd and the bishop of his soul. And in fact, uh, he is not just David's bishop of the soul, but he is also our bishop. He is also our chief shepherd. <coughs> now you see here, um, every believer must have, I will say must because this, this is very essential, we must have that um, shepherd-sheep relationship. And that is our relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. We are His sheep and the Lord Himself is our shepherd. And that is um, what is mentioned there in John chapter 10, verse number 27, 28, 29. It says, um, John chapter um, my sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. And I give unto them eternal life. This is a different kind of shepherd. Now, the shepherd will only tend to their sheep, put them in the paddock, uh, and, and, and feed them with that green grass over there, and then lead them to the water, um, still water, and then put them back to, the, to safety. And that's the, the, the work of the shepherd. But our shepherd, the chief shepherd that we have, the Lord Jesus Christ has done more than that. In verse number 28, it says, And I gave unto them eternal life. A any shepherd in this world cannot give you know, eternal life to, um, to, to their sheep. But we have a very special relationship with our shepherd. And he has given us eternal life. And I give unto them eternal life. And they shall never perish, neither shall anyone pluck them out of my hand. The Father who gave them me is greater than all, and no man is able to pluck them out of my Father's hand. And you see the relationship there, you see the beauty there. Therefore, this book of Psalm chapter 23, um, when, when we when brought together, then you will see that this provides the most definitive teaching uh, um, of, of the most blessed assurance and also eternal security. That eternal security that can be found anywhere in the scriptures and also mentioned here in this chapter. So God is not just the universal God as, as mentioned in, um, in Ezra chapter 5 verse number 11 but the Lord our God is also um, has you know, um, giving us the opportunity to have a personal relationship with Him. Uh, Israel 5.11, and thus the return as answered, saying, We are the servants of the God of heaven and earth, and build the house that was built this many years ago, which a great king of Israel built and set up. So, 
he's a God of heaven and earth. But I will tell you again this morning that that God who is the God of heaven and earth is my personal God. And also perhaps your personal God. We have that capacity to have a personal relationship with God. Because God is not just a universal God. He is the God of personal relationships. That's why here in Psalm 23, again, verse number 1, you will find that personal relationship. The Lord is my shepherd. So that calls us to personal relationship with, with Him. Um, he is my God, my Savior, my Redeemer, my Shepherd, my King. My uh, Again, you have all those, you know, uh, indication of personal relationship with God. The Lord Jesus identified Himself as the Good Shepherd. Wow, the Good Shepherd. He is a Good Shepherd because He gave His life for His sheep. So that, that you know, uh, separates him from the rest of the shepherds in this world. There's a lot of shepherds. Shepherds all over the place, especially in New Zealand and other countries. And especially way back before, there are a lot of shepherds. But yet, the Lord Jesus Christ is a good shepherd. Why? He gave his life for the sheep. I am the good shepherd. That's what he said. And the reason to that because he has personal and tender loving care towards the sheep. He died for the sheep. He died for the sins of the world. He died for the sins of his uh, people. He died for the sins of the sinners. Romans 5.8 But God commended his love toward us. In that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. He indeed is a good shepherd because the reason being, he did not die for the good and the comely and the beautiful and the, uh, and the good people. He did not die for the good people. He died while we were yet sinners. That makes him really a good shepherd. And you see, there is a bold assertion here in, in, in verse number one. The Lord is my shepherd, and this is what he said. I shall not want. What did he say? What is that? That means to say, he asserted to the fact that because the Lord is his shepherd, so therefore... He doesn't want any rest anymore because God is his rest. The Lord Jesus Christ is his rest. No one thing for rest. No one thing for food because he provided everything. No one thing for assurance. I shall not want. He doesn't need any other assurance. He doesn't need any other um, security of salvation because the Lord Jesus has provided all of that. I shall not want, so therefore no one thing for hope. No one thing for eternal housing because in the last phrase in, the, in verse number 6, Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. 
and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Therefore, the, the, uh, the, the psalmist said, I shall not want. There's no wanting for eternal housing because the Lord Jesus will provide it for him. In John chapter 14, verses 1 to 3. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you, I go and prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I would come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there you may be also. Verse number 2, in Psalm 23, verse number 2, He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. Now, in this verse, um, one sees the ways in which the Lord our God, the good shepherd, meets all the needs and all the, the things uh, that the, the sheep needs. And again, uh, the sheep may de depend upon God and the Lord can be dependable. And the Lord wants us to depend upon Him. And everything here is provided. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. And you see, um, He meets <coughs> the, the need for rest. <coughs> he maketh me to lie down in green pastures. That means He is indeed uh, willing to provide that, provide that uh, <coughs> resting place. <clears throat> and he leaded me beside the still waters. Again, in this world that we are living in, so much pressures. There's so much problems, perplexities. Um, we do not know. There's no real security here. There's no real security in this world. And there's no real rest. And again, uh, rest is needed, but the Lord, our God, the Lord Jesus Christ is the one that can provide it. He provides us green pastures, fresh, fresh place to, to, to satisfy our hunger, fresh uh, um, grasses for, for the sheep. And again, green pastures of God's abundant supply abundant provision and he designs his rest whether it is spiritually or physically he, des he designs it so that for the purpose that all of us will enjoy I'll tell you there's everything that God wants to do in our life is just for us to enjoy everything God did is for our benefit People might say that God is unfair. There are many, many people, I hear that, even Christians will say that. But I would say you need to realize that the Lord is just, it's just so good. The word good there, good shepherd, I think is even, you know, not enough description of how good God is. Our, our Lord is very good. We just don't, we, we cannot just fathom how good God is and and, 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 and in fact, many people don't think about that. But we, we ought to think about this goodness because that is where we can um, find reason why we, 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 we strive for 
for his, for his uh, honor. We strive for to give him honor in our lives. We come to church and we get up. And sometimes people, uh, I think some people, especially those poor people, not, not in the cities, but in the rural um, barangays, and you, you will find uh, they come to church uh, walking kilometers after kilometers of walk. Sometimes they, they leave Saturday just to come to church Sunday because they have to cross the mountain, uh, you know, uh, and, and, and bushes and, and rivers. You have to cross those places to get to church and there's no transportation and they will just bring their proper clothes and put wrap it in a uh, plastic bag and so that if, if it rains along the way, they have a clean cl clothes to come to church to wear and then you will just find somewhere to they, they can they can wash their feet, they can maybe uh, fix their hair and all of that. And they, they, they did that because they understand the beauty of the worship of the Lord. As the Bible says, worship the Lord in the beauty of His holiness. And in fact, only those people perhaps, you know, uh, are able to um, demonstrate how is it, how, how, how are we going to worship the Lord in the beauty of His holiness. I think those people demonstrated it better than us. Because we cannot come to church if we don't have cars. We cannot come to church if, you know, uh, um, sometimes uh, some people will try manage to get out of church or get away from church and in fact they will ask their companies to oh, give us overtime Sundays okay and that is really sad why they do that? because they have not understood how good God is the Lord our God indeed is a good shepherd verse number <clears throat> verse number 2 it says us there that uh, the Lord our God meets the need for the, you know, uh, uh, essential ingredients of our lives. We need water, we need food, we need all the things that we need. And the Lord indeed provided all of that. <clears throat> all spiritual needs are met. All spiritual, uh, even desire that we have in Him. Um, can be also be provided by him. He is the bread of life. He is the water of life. All of that is about the Lord Jesus Christ. And he is providing the needs for his people. Verse number three now. Verse number three. He restored my soul. He leadeth me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Again, uh, he meets the need of restoration. Every single day we are bombarded with uh, uh, problems. We're, our minds are we're perplexed every time. We, we do not know how, how can we survive the next few days. So we do not know. And, and there seems to be no assurance of our existence in the, in the coming days. And with that, we need restoration of our soul. And the Lord said here in... Uh, uh, the psalmist said here, He restored my soul. In other words, he, this psalmist had experienced problems like you do. He experienced the problems that we experience every single day. And the good thing with this psalmist, he recognized the Lord as his shepherd. 
He recognized the Lord as his provider and everything. And one of the things that the Lord, his shepherd, has provided for him is the restoration of his soul. The restoration is needed. I don't know if you are not, I don't know who among us here are not tired. <laughs> if, we think, if we think of the bad things in life, well, we have a lot. We have a lot of things to think about if we only pick bad things. Every single day there are bad things. But we don't think about that and we don't dwell in that because we know that, you know, uh, as Christians, we have a better uh, position in the future. We have a better hope. We have a better standing. And all of these sufferings here, as Apostle Paul said, that the sufferings of this present times are not worthy to be compared to the glory that shall be revealed in us. The, the best is yet to come. That's what he said. There are a lot of things, good things, the best things, you know, are yet to happen. And you see, we need this restoration of our souls. We need that. Because we are facing problems every single day. We are stressed every single day. But only by the grace of God that we can stand until today. And it's because we have this shepherd that restores our soul. He restored my soul. God is interested in the spiritual and physical areas of our lives. He's interested in, in supplying even the spiritual need that, uh, that we have. The emotional need that we have. He is the one that will restore, that means refresh. Every single day, uh, the day is past, we have a lot of pressures, we have a lot of, you know, things that we need, we need to finish, we have a lot of things that uh, we have to attend to, and again, the next day, when you get up in the morning, praise the Lord, because the Lord is restoring our soul. We are refreshed again. The Lord restores us. And the good shepherd wisely and adequately supplies the spiritual, you know, need of his people. And that is what bless us so much. This good shepherd is really good. <laughs> he does not push us or pull us. What he did is he leads us into the uh, still waters. What a restoration to our soul. The path in which the Lord leads us shows us the way of spiritual maturity and it brings us to the place of full surrender to His will. Because, you know, uh, the, the best way that can happen to a Christian is when he, that Christian arrives to the point where he will fully surrender his life to God. When you allow the Lord to navigate your life, I will tell you, you will arrive to the place of your desired satisfaction. You will arrive there if you only allow the Lord to navigate. The problem with us, we can't trust anyone. Unknowingly, we don't trust the Lord. Because we make decisions there, not giving, you know, the, 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 the will to the Lord. We cannot allow it. We, we, we cannot trust it. Because we are so much concerned of our own um, you know, future. Not knowing that we are putting aside the Lord. And you see, here the, the psalmist is very much 
reliant on the Lord our God. He, he is so blessed. He is so blessed of the Lord. And I hope that we also come to this, you know, feeling of blessedness and Lord. I think he has problems still. I think he still like face enemies. I think he still face, you know, um, animosities against his loved ones, against maybe his soldiers or, or his generals or even his counselors. You know, remember Ahitophel and, and those counselors that went against him? And yet, despite of all this, he, he fully just trusts in the Lord and he rejoiced in the Lord in his life. This is what Jesus Christ, I mean, what the psalmist had seen here in his life. Putting his trust, full surrender to the Lord. Um, he restored my soul. He leadeth me. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness. And the word leadeth is really uh, a beautiful word because it's different. If, no, I, I, I was kind of a shepherd also when I was young. I, I tended my father's animals. Uh, I have, I think, four, four or five um, goats and I have one um, one what's this um, uh, cow because we divided it I have my brother also brother Harley now Pastor Harley now he, he also his own I have my own but wow my friend I only have four sometimes it can reach to seven because my father he has a lot of um, properties he has a lot of properties and these people that look after our properties are tenants. So they will come to my father. They would come and ask for, you know, because my father has also like the whole mountain. gone now, but before there was a whole mountain and he put a fence around that. And he just put his goat there. A lot of goats and it just multiplied there. And people like, you know, steal it and, and kill and had it. A big party over there in the mountain but, but there were a lot there were a lot and all these tenants will come to my father to you know um to get that cow and then we will share the the the, the you know the was this the calves so the first one will come to my father the next one to them so that they will have their own so all of this, all of the, all of them, and then that's where our house are full of animals because every single month those tenants will come and oh here's your share share and then of course my father will just oh, give it to us to, to look after and it's you know I was I wasn't happy those times I was just like six years old seven eight nine ten years old I was attending those um, but. You know that the, the, the goat is so hard. We have no grass near our place, near our house. The grass is somewhere there. You have to cross two, two rivers. That's a problem with the goat because they're afraid of water. And I was so skinny. I mean, not really skinny. I like maybe Nehemiah. And these goats are stronger than me. One of them is even stronger than me. Oh, I will tell you, I cry there every every single time when we cross the river. Because it's so hard for the goats, um, you know, to take to, the, to cross. And of course, they were so skinny because sometimes I'll just 
tie them around near the, near the, near the water without much grass because it's so hard to take them. And you have to pull them, you have to push them, but I want to tell you, the Lord Jesus Christ leads them. The Lord Jesus leads. He doesn't push, he doesn't pull. And that's the, the, the beauty here of the Lord. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness. He's not forcing you. He's not pushing you. He's not pulling you to his path of righteousness. He leads us in that path of righteousness. We just follow and look to him and follow him. Whoa, what a blessing. What a blessing. The, here, the verse again in verse number 3, Psalm 23, verse number 3. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. He leadeth me. Wow. This path leads us ultimately to our final dwelling place. If we just follow him. Some, some people will not follow the Lord. They will just perish. Because the only way that we can attain, or the only way that we can reach that destination, the only way is to follow Jesus Christ. That's what he said. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. If you do not follow the Lord Jesus, you cannot reach your destination. You cannot. That is why the Lord is setting us an example. We follow him. In John, again, 14, uh, 10, verse number 37. My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. If the Christian will not follow the Lord Jesus, he is not a sheep, he's maybe a goat. <laughs> Probably he needs like an Adrian to fool them. Because I was a shepherd, but not really shepherd, goat shepherd. I pull, I kick, you know, sometimes I kick, I kick them in the back. I'll tell you, and, uh, this is a confession, I, I know I, 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 this is wrong. I had this um, very strong goat, and I always tease, I always tease this goat, because my, I, I watched, I think that was my older brother, I don't know if it's brother, Roy or brother Titi, uh, no, no, not Titi, I definitely not brother Titi. You know, you, you smack the, the bottom of the, the goat and it will charge, it will jump on you and uh, all you need to do is just smack it and then run. <laughs> smack the bottom, then run. Because he will charge on you. But you know, I, I rub his um, you know, uh, neck and body, he's okay. But suddenly I will smack the bottom, then run. Because he will jump. One time, I, I got caught. I smacked in the, the side of the river and there's these uh, smooth stones and big stones and smooth stones and rough stones. I smacked them, I slipped, I dropped to the... And this shoulder is meant for many, many months. Painful. And I feel like my bone here is like curving now because of the impact. And I said sorry to, to that God. I did not do it again. <laughs> I just had fun. But that was wrong because, you know, I think the Lord was not happy with me. 
with that. So I did not do it again. For many years, I did that to that goat. And I think the Lord had enough with me. So I got punished. So I enjoyed those. Those are the only thing that I enjoyed with the goat. Smacking the bottom and then run. But it's not good. Alright, so the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. The, the, the rest three, maybe we'll do it next week. Alright? Uh, it's a beautiful chapter of the book of Psalm 23. Let's pray. Our Father in heaven, thank you, Lord, uh, for the blessing. Thank you, O God. What a beautiful, beautiful uh, passage of scripture that, um, Lord, all, again, displayed who, who you are to us. And Lord, what a uh, blessedness of this um, psalmist here uh, who experienced the same blessing, uh, Lord, of you being uh, his shepherd, O God. The same uh, feeling we have um, today towards you, that, Lord, you are our shepherd. Help us, Lord, to just follow you. Help us, O oh God, to be just be led by you. And that, Lord, um, we will not be hard enough to follow, O oh God. Please help us, O oh God, because sometimes, Lord, we are afraid. Sometimes we are afraid to follow you. Sometimes we, uh, we, 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 we think too much of the future and that we lose sight of who you are when you are leading us. Please, Lord, forgive us if we have... Um, um, gone astray sometimes and sometimes Lord we disobey you uh, purposely and Lord I pray that uh, you will just overlook those sins and, and, and things Lord that we have done against you and we know Lord that what you have done in our lives and what you are doing and what you are planning to do are only for our own good and help us Lord to see that and help us, Lord, that we will just uh, obey and follow you for the rest of our lives. Because, Lord, you are the only one that can take us to our uh, desired destination. That will give us satisfaction and joy and peace and rest and comfort and provision. Lord, you are our shepherd. And therefore, we will not need of anything. Therefore, we shall not want of anything. Please, Lord open our minds in this and help us to understand so that uh, this can help us to set a new day, a new direction, a new mindset and that Lord um, we will be able to attain uh, to that desired end that we will be with you for the rest of eternity and we will dwell in your house forever. Thank you Lord once again. Thank you for the blessing. Thank you for the people that have come in Jesus name we pray. Amen. Amen. <laughs>